0: I'm Alec.
1: I'm Evan. And I'm Ross. And this is the Lieutenant Dan Ice Cream Social Hour 2023 recap. Um, Again, you may have noticed that we have uh, a special guest in place of that silly silly guy, Nathan. Um, He was supposed to be here, but...
0: He got stuck in London.
1: Got stuck in London. (laughs) La-di-da. But we have a very special guest, long-awaited addition to this podcast... Mr. Ross,
2: Ross, welcome.
0: Tell Alec, us a little about yourself.
2: Alec and Evan, thank you guys for having me on. I, I can't even tell you how excited I am to dive into our list. I, I How long has this been in, in the works of having us all together oh, I, on a I podcast? I think it started
0: in November or something, or no, right? It had
2: to be, no, it had to be earlier. Because
0: earlier? When,
2: when we had
1: planned to originally, that was when we were going to watch your favorite movie of all time. Halloween yes and that was in that, oh it was gonna, was gonna be October. it was gonna be a Halloween but show then my dog got out and so that yeah. derailed our plans um, so happy he, he's back yeah he made it back he made it back praise God bless. Um, but yeah so that we had talked about it for a while and so it made sense to bring uh, our buddy Ross on for uh, t- to help us re- to help us cap off a really in my opinion a very special year in movies at least in our lifetime you would think, think so Yes. I, I thought this
0: year was very disappointing for cinema. Well, we'll but get, ready maybe. Wow.
1: <laughs> get ready for 2024, Notting. buddy. 20, 2024
0: is going I must have not just watched enough or something. Maybe that's what it was, but...
2: Well, let Evan on my list pitch that. They're, they're yeah. Good I, movies
0: I, out maybe today. I just got to like do more.
1: I, I, lo- I love 2022 a lot with all those movies. Top but, tier. Top tier. Like, in, yeah, in terms of... Since us, it's best since twenty nineteen, obviously. Yeah. Last year, this year, I mean, it, it could contend. Um, you know, I think we have a lot of masters of ma- masters of the craft, um, putting out some of their best work, like all in this year, which I think is I think we're very lucky to have something like that, and that doesn't happen all the time, you know. Their best all these, work. they best. I mean, some. I mean, I'm just really. Saying, I'm just saying some some of their. best I'm work. I'm curious to see. Um, and so. Likewise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think that, you know, that doesn't happen all the time. And like, as I was just referring to, I think 2024 is not, it's not looking great outside of Dune, uh, and a couple other, I'm sure, like, I'm sure there's stuff we don't know about. That'll be great. But, but looking back on this year, um, pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. In, in my opinion, I had a very special experience. This is probably the most times I've been to a theater in a year. Okay. Close to 2022. But,
0: you yeah. want to start it off then? What's your well, list? No, so we we started we'll, off. With, we'll with let the our, guests with start? Our guest
1: start. Only only fair that our guest kicks us off. Yeah, so I appreciate the love. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We're just gonna go through our. Sorry, sorry, Ross. We're just again? gonna run through each of our top tens mm-hmm. and just do a little bit of breakdown and discuss after, mm-hmm. and and we'll we'll see what happens. Continue, sir.
2: Sure. Um, just a little bit about myself and brief, of course. For those of you guys who don't know who I am, um, I've known Alec and Evan for a while now. We actually made a Short film together. Oh, wow. It was a yeah. failed project. Shout out to the cry of redemption. Mm-hmm. Oh man. That had so to be we...
0: like twenty sixteen, maybe?
2: 2014? Yeah. Almost. <laughs> Around there. Sounds right. Man, are we old? But age is just a state of mind. I of guess course. so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, I just graduated Illinois State University, uh, obtain a bachelor's degree in mass media, and I am a huge film buff. I'm an aspiring film critic. I watched 170 movies this year reviewed so i really am taking this seriously but it's just the passion that lives inside to me and yeah i don't want to ramble on too long i want to get straight into this we're gonna let you cook that's why we brought you on beautiful this
0: guy's got a good letterbox too if you're ever looking to follow people what's your letterbox handle
2: ross urso so r-o-s-s space u-r-s-o just my name and i just upgraded to the pro so yeah that's that's an upgrade in life that's
1: Pro- probably in the cards for me, but yeah, yeah, Ross, take it away. I'm I'm so excited to hear your list.
2: Beautiful. So at least for me personally, I have five honorable mentions, and these are films that are still deserving of recognition, although they haven't, they didn't crack my top ten list. And I wanted to also include a, a wide range of films. I didn't want to just zone in. I'm a big horror movie guy, and I didn't want to just have that bias take over. There, there, there were some solid horror movies this year, for example, but I wanted to condense things down. Actually, before I dive into my list, I have to ask this question. Since we all constructed our top 10 list, what exactly went into the criteria of making your list are you moviegoers that value rewatchability for example do you tend to like movies that have more of an artistic hue to it or commercial commercial movies i know alec you said that you weren't a big fan of 2023 but i would love to hear where your list com- came from and what went into making them
0: so for me it, the main criteria was memorability memorability man i need mm-hmm. some more caffeine or something in me sure but um, yeah, there was a lot I watched that for me just kind of f- fell out of my mind over the months and um, even weeks following watching things. And for me, the list is all the films that really stuck out and stood out and made an impact and resonated with me in some way or another, or they were extravagant enough. You'll Once I talk a little more about my list, it'll make more sense, but... They were extravagant enough to where, wow, this is this is something that I'll probably remember for at least like a few years. Um, that's huge. Yeah. So, for me, that that was the biggest aspect was just how well I could remember it and how much of it stuck with me. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: that's cool. Um, well, for me, like I, it's it's great that you brought up rewatchability because I a film that is something that I want, that I feel like I want to rewatch like immediately. That's a really great feeling. And I had, I had that feeling a lot this year. Um, Yeah. And I, I myself, and I feel like I had in terms of my top 10 to 15, especially, I feel like there's a fair amount of variance for genre and such, but like Mm. it's, yeah. And so I think there's, I think a, a fair amount of movies this year actually had both that artistic hue, but then also, watchability like, you know, popcorn feel, to, to me at least. I think we had a really cool blend of stuff that, in my eyes at least, you know, I'm no, I mean, I'm not like, it's not like I have the highest taste in the world. I'm not like a, you know, Oxford grad, Just, you know, shout out, shout out, <laughs> shout out, shout out Saltburn. Um, I did not uh, like yeah. Saltburn. <laughs> I, sure, I have sure a that, lot to sure say that, about that I'm sure that, that won't film. be in the top 10 no. uh, for any of us. Uh, nope. Not, not touching mine. Uh, but... Yeah, I love, I love a good rewatch, and uh, I think maybe more this year than the past few years, I feel like there were a lot of movies that touched me emotionally, you know, more than the past. Um, and so, I mean, my list is really just based on my personal enjoyment, and at the very least, I think a lot of stuff I saw this year, even if it's, you know, on the lower half, was like, I'm glad they tried. I'm glad that exists, even if it's not, like, the my personal like favorite thing i you know some people really like Saltburn, for example There's my girlfriend about, loves it and, and I, for I, I me think, i was I, like absolutely it's doing not. it for the girlies uh for, you know yeah for, I, I think for, it's for definitely a girly reason. film yeah in, yeah in its i can see way. why and so like but yeah even with something like that it's like i'm glad they tried whatever it was fun enough i'm not i'm not offended you know a lot of this a little, we had some stuff this year that inspired some annoying discourse as well which you know again We'll, we'll get into that with at least at least one movie but uh yeah that's it so ross ross i want to hear your yeah, list yeah
2: and just to piggy off of both of your explanations i feel like that's what makes film so awesome to talk about there's no right or wrong answer and before we even dive in we're all going in with the mindset of agreeing to disagree and everybody's opinion and lens and how they want to watch movies that is the beautiful thing so that's Mm -hmm. why i'm talking talking about them that it really gets me going it makes me feel some Mm -hmm, type of way absolutely super pumped so not to delay it anymore because i know i said i was gonna go into it so as i previously mentioned i have five honorable mentions like i said didn't quite make the cut but they're worth mentioning and all of you guys that are listening to this podcast right now definitely put it on your watch list First one in particular, and I'm assuming that one of you guys has this, actually both of you guys, that has this in your top ten list, David Fincher's The Killer. Mm -hmm. and super slick. I love Michael Fassbender in it. And while this isn't, in my opinion, top tier David Fincher, and I feel like that's impossible because he has so many phenomenal movies, Mm -hmm. I I still think it's very well directed. The cinematography and especially the sound design in the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of mm-hmm. standout sequences. And big shout out to our um, accompanying um, suburb town of St. Charles. When mm-hmm. I first saw that, I jumped out of my seat to the greatest jump scare of all of 2023. <laughs> I was like, whoa, this is not happening. And the fact that I didn't know that it was taking place or filming when it was in production, that yeah. really blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm
0: surprised they yeah. chose St. Charles to be New York. Like it looks nothing like like
1: affluent suburb I guess maybe all right continue
2: I forgot that it was made to be New York yeah right can't be- take it Beacon, seriously Beacon New York I believe
0: oh is that upstate or something uh, sure oh, yeah okay
2: <laughs> how joke. many times have you guys watched The Killer this year I've seen it twice I now. saw it once okay I saw it once too we're gonna I'll, I've, especially if you watch it twice mm-hmm. I want to hear more of your take so I wanted to just okay. give a little brief opinion on it since mm-hmm. it's not in my specific top ten. Next film is Brennan Cronenberg's Infinity Pool. Mm, this mm-hmm. was in January, one of the first releases. This movie weird me, weirded me out. Super it's, weird. feels like a giant acid trip. Foreshadowing, there's another movie on my top 10 list that gives me a similar feeling. And I'm just a big Mia Goth stan. She's oh, one yeah. of the best actresses. Mm-hmm. And coming this year with Ty West's to uh, Maxine. Maxine I cannot now. wait for that movie. It's going to be big. Oh, she's, she's so talented and she just gives such an unhinged performance along with a lot of trippy sequences and unhinged cinematography. Mm-hmm. While it's not the most memorable, but it's definitely one that sticks with you and it's just like that it's very distinct. So yeah, I it's, wanted it's, to It's not, it it's
1: not super high on my list, but yeah, love Mia Goth, love Skarsgård. And again, Glad they tried. Glad, glad it exists. That's kind of where I'm at with something like that as well.
2: It's definitely out there. It's not mm-hmm. something you would see on the typical um, day. No. Uh, these next two are both in the same realm of feel-good movies. The first one I want to mention is The Holdovers. As of recent, this was um, a Christmas-themed... Um, I know Alexander Payne, who is the director of the movie, said that he doesn't even want this to be viewed as a quote-unquote Christmas movie. But to me... I loved Paul Giamatti's performance. I loved the se- the 70s grit aesthetic. I'm always a sucker for 70s-centered movies. And I just thought it was just very warm and cozy. It felt like a movie you could just throw on while you're gathering around a Christmas tree in a fireplace. Although there is some emotional points of the movie, too. But it is very well-paced. Other one that I want to mention along this realm is... Are you there, God? It's me, Mm. Margaret. This is
1: like top of my watch list in terms of stuff I haven't seen.
2: Highly recommend it. And to give you a couple sentence pitch as to why, I had no idea this movie existed. I was kind of just mindlessly scrolling on Amazon Prime. I tend to watch movies mostly in the theaters, but... From time to time, I, I'm sure you guys can agree when I say we have our busy lives and yeah. we have our things going on. So sometimes gotta, we just gotta scroll Gotta, gotta scroll in. Gotta pick something. So literally, this came on, and I don't even know what made me turn it on. I, I'm a big Rachel McAdams fan. She's oh yeah. dropped dead gorgeous. <laughs> um, but I saw she was in there and she was playing the mom. But this is a very authentic coming of age story about a girl going through puberty, but also adapting to a new environment and it just paints the picture so well and it's very lighthearted and it's easy to digest so i wanted to shout that one out definitely recommend both you guys checking that out <clears throat> and the last honorable mention is past live it's a romance movie that doesn't sugarcoat anything it relies on sheer realism and it leads to probably one of the most powerful final shots of the entire year that I'm still thinking about. We'll, we'll talk, really? It's,
1: it's it's up there for me, so we'll, we'll talk yes. about that a little
2: more. Exactly. I want to save save it for, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm assuming some of these movies are on your guys' list. Yeah. So that is my honorable mentions. What do we think about those before we get into my top 10?
0: It's a lot of stuff I haven't heard of, to be honest.
1: The, the, we'll talk about The Holdovers more also up there. Um, yeah, my mom just keeps raving about Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Great mom movie. Great everybody movie, really? I feel. I haven't um, heard of it. Again, Rachel, Rachel, well, it's a Judy Bloom okay. novel. You know, she wrote yeah, a lot yeah. of like, those kids' books and stuff. And so Rachel McAdams and Benny Safdie are the parents. And you got Kathy Bates in there as a grandma. Again, I haven't seen it yet. I was thinking about watching it on the plane last week, but uh, did, not, did not get around to it. So, yeah. And um, past, you know, past Lives, we'll talk about more. And yeah, Infinity Pool, w- cool, weird.
2: Alright, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, and enjoy this show. Let's get right into this top 10 list. Coming in at my number 10 is Saw 10, and I already know what you guys are thinking. The 10th installment to a franchise that is widely regarded as torture porn, I was not expecting for this movie to be on my list. I had a weird gut feeling at the same time that this movie was going to be interesting because they were actually devoting a movie to the villain that was killed off, spoiler alert, In the third movie of this running franchise that just continued to dig itself deeper into a hole. And it interested me, so I did my homework maybe a month before the new film, wanted to get a fresh mindset going in, and I can happily report Sawton is one of the best, if not the best in the entire franchise, wow. and that's rare to say about a 10th installment. It takes its time establishing its characters, both the characters that you're rooting for or the characters you despise, so when you get into the the trademark stuff, a.k.a. the traps and the violence and all that, you get what you want, but also you there's more motion and there's more substance, so it really stood out, one of my favorite horror releases of the entire year. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So, Coming in at number nine is Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon. What my most anticipated film of the entire year, and it did not disappoint. And I know a lot of people are saying that three and a half hours is way too long. And in my opinion, it's justified, it feels very complete and thorough. I mean, it's obvious that Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro are, you know, at the top of their game. But Lily Gladstone, she is incredible with her nonchalant performance. I could see her winning some awards, although I do For have sure. a favorite. Evan, you and I both like this movie mm-hmm. in regards to the actress that I'm referring to. But yeah, Killers of a Flower Moon, it's historical and there's... epic. It, it is epic, yes. It blew me away and it's... Because Martin Scorsese is attached to it, I feel like you have those ultra high expectations. So it's mm-hmm. um, you're expecting greatness, and that's what I got. So I wish it was higher, but I'm not complaining. Um, number eight is Oppenheimer. This movie was not even intended to be on my top ten because while I did enjoy it on my first watch, I felt like it was a little bit hard to grasp at face value. There was a lot of breadcrumbs from Christopher Nolan that I wasn't able to retrieve actually just re-watched it prior to this podcast the other day, and I wanted to get a fresh mindset on it, and it definitely grew on me. I mean, it goes without saying, Christopher Nolan is one of the most respected directors working today. I mean, Evan, in your letterbox review with all of the actors that are in this thing, it's it goes to show how many talented people want to work around Nolan and... The scope is epic. The fact that it was shot in IMAX and the s- impeccable score by Hans Zimmer and Ludwig Göransson. Oh, not I'm Hans. So, oh man. Again, s- it's, it's You get you
1: assume you assume that it's that it's thank Zimmer you for with, with Nolan. Me. But thank I'm, you. I'm, I'm, I understand. I understand. No, I'm.
2: So, I, I really am happy you corrected me because if we just put that out there, yeah. Thank you. they, Evan. they
1: they'd, be after, they'd be for our throats. You yes, know. Yes. It's true. I was
0: not aware of that. So. Yeah. Not not Hans I, Evans. Evans the fact checker today. Thank you. Thank you.
2: But in my defense, usually Hans does the credits on it's Nolan true. movies. It's true. So yeah, I, I had to include Oppenheimer while I do have movies that have sat better with me. I think it's an all around phenomenal film that I would probably go on a limb to say is probably the best directed movie of the entire year, just in that sense. So, so at- you, think he,
1: Osc- you think he'd win the Oscar. You think he'd win the Oscar?
2: Probably, yeah. Especially best picture or um, best director. Yeah, I was but,
1: gonna, yeah. For direct for directing specifically, based on what you said. Correct. Yeah,
2: I, I,
0: yeah. I'm, I, I'm with you. So with when you. you rewatched that, did that make your top ten list, or was it already on the list?
2: Good question. So at, prior to me watching it the other day, it wasn't my honorable mention list. Okay. And I went in just with the mindset of trying to understand it more because sitting for three hours. It, it's a lot to take in, yeah. given the fact that there is the black and white versus the color um, thing that's going on. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking initially that it's a past and present kind of thing, but I learned after my first watch that it was um, Robert oberheimer being um, in the subjective lens with the His color. His perspective. Yeah, perspective. Yes. That's the... Mm-hmm. Correct. And then in hindsight, you've got the black and white, which is the objective lens, and I, I, thought, I thought I was looking at past and present. So it was a little confusing along mm-hmm. with the quote-unquote scholarly dialogue that's hard to digest because they're just a mile a minute. And this movie is devoted to characters talking to one another. So
0: yeah, definitely slower paced, but I think it still holds up.
2: Did you guys think, think it was a little long? So, okay. I did. Well, I, I yeah. think
1: when you come back to it, I think you, you won't feel a quote-unquote slower pace anymore i find it just really propulsive okay one, so well, again it's we'll, worth a it's, second watch spoiler it's high up on my list um but yeah I, I'll, have, I'll have more stuff to say about it but i think it really rewards a rewatch big time big okay time. so noted yeah, I'll, I'll bring maybe i'll bring a new new dvd over oh yeah you got a we'll, you got a blu-ray right it's not a blu-ray it's but it's not okay. it's okay what it's is okay. it I don't know. It's a DVD. I got it as a Christmas gift. I'm not complaining. Oh, nice. Yeah. Attaboy. Okay. So, number 8. That was your number
2: 8. RIP to physical media. It's Hey, I still bad. buy it. Yeah, I heard Best Buy
1: yeah. They're they're oh. stopping. They're, are they like, they're, yeah, they're in the process of stopping this sale of physical so media. I was so
0: mad when Target stopped. I was like, "Where where would you move your movies to?" And they're like, they, "We got rid of it." They I was s- like, "What?
1: Target so- Target sells DVDs for sure."
0: Really? They definitely do. They stopped in probably 20 20- Sixteen, I want to say. They they son, they, well, they came back then, huh? Yeah, yeah, okay, at some point.
2: Yeah, right. C- continues continues a tragedy. Yeah, and I'll try to be as clear and uh, concise and not ramble on too much. But no. anyway, diving into my number seven one uh, or one of few films that I went to the theaters multiple times to rewatch. It blew me away. I wanted to watch it again for the sheer fact that the visuals are second to none, and that is Spider Man across the mm. Spider Verse. The animation, display, the range is phenomenal. A near-perfect movie. From here on out, I would classify these movies as phenomenal, so highly recommend all you guys checking out these movies that I'm mentioning. So yeah, as far as Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, with the exception of a lengthy exposition, it takes a little while to get going, but once it gets going, it does not let up. I think Gwen's character in particular Gets fleshed out more. You could make the argument that it's just as much as her movie as Miles Morales, which you are following. He is the main protagonist. Can't wait to see what they do for part two or beyond the Spider excuse me. And I, I have a, a good feeling in my gut. This is this next film is going to pull Avengers Endgame numbers because of how big this this movie is, and mm-hmm. it's a very deserving um, a, a movie I've seen it on a lot of people's lists.
0: Yeah. Would oh, you yeah. classify that as a kid's film or is that more of like an adult it's, animation type? There of? were a lot
1: of kids at the screening that I was at. Yeah. And I was like, they're young enough. It was, it was the type of kid young enough where they're making noise and a whole, and a whole lot of that, like the whole runtime, which first off, I feel like maybe it being almost two and a half hours makes oh, it not wow. a kid's movie. Okay. Like by rule. Yeah. And it's, it's again, it's so much to digest. It's so much to take in. Um, but real, I, this is one that I think it's on Netflix now, so I think I'm going to rewatch Correct. it soon. Um, haven't gotten to rewatch in it because it, but I want to. It's not top of my priority list, but like at some point I will. Yeah, really impressive mm-hmm. achievement.
2: I agree. So, um, sticking with the superhero theme, as someone that's not really head over heels for Marvel with the superhero fatigue that I feel like is going around, I did want to shout out Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I love the emotional weight on this one. James Gunn corrected his wrongs after Volume 2, which I found to be a little unorganized and all over the place. And this one, it focuses front and center on sending the, this beloved group out on the highest note possible with the addition of having a emotional um, cue to it. Oh, my gosh. I just dropped my sparkling eyes. Um, but yeah, here we go again. Um, we
0: got bombs going off in the studio. Yeah, that's true.
2: And then I already talked about Oppenheimer's Oppenheimer. But, um, Call him. Yeah, exactly. R.I.P. though. But anyway, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, it's great. It's definitely one of my favorite superhero movies of the year. And I really didn't expect it to be this high on my list, but it made me feel something. And I think that's the reoccurring theme of all my movies. It made me feel some type of way. And I think this is definitely one of the best... Movies in the entire MCU and there's a lot of movies in Marvel did not see this one. I felt mm-hmm.
1: bad I felt bad about it like yeah. every every like that every 10 p.m That would hit June or July I'd be like maybe this is the time I finally get out and see Guardians 3, but it did not materialize I'm sure I'll enjoy it. I, I like I like the other two
2: I don't I don't blame you cuz well actually picking off that I've had that same problem too. where I'm like I'm gonna go see this movie tonight the best thing I could tell you is just get yourself in the car and go to the theaters. If you have the time, just do it. Mm-hmm. But I,
0: I've missed a lot of films where I'm like, oh, maybe next weekend, maybe next weekend. And then it's out of theaters. And then does happen. Yep, yeah, it does happen. Luckily, I was able to watch Oppenheimer in theaters because they brought it back. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
1: Cool. I'm glad. <laughs> oh, God bless you, bless you, Alex. Bless you. God me. bless you. And so that was... That, that was, was six. six. That was six.
2: Okay. So cracking into my top five. Probably the most unexpected film that no one had on the radar, Godzilla minus one. Mm, what a really? movie!
1: Oh man, powerful experience.
2: Yes, and uh, for those of you guys that haven't watched any Godzilla movies, or if you've seen the MonsterVerse from Warner Brothers, uh, I know what you're thinking. This is Taco Bell cinema. No, this is that's that's <laughs> Taco Bell <Taco>. cinema. That's, <laughs> yes, that's heat. Big shout out to probably my favorite film critics out there, Sean Chandler. He's one of my inspirations, and he refers to that, so I'm not even going to take that. Okay, I'm into that. Highly recommend you guys checking out Sean Chandler talks about one of my favorite YouTubers. Um, But anyway, back to what I was saying with Godzilla Minus One. This movie is the complete opposite of what you go to expect in a Godzilla movie. Notably, you're you go into a Godzilla movie expecting him to fight another monster just because, and you're just there for mindless entertainment. And while those movies are fun, this movie makes you empathize for these characters. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, Godzilla feels like Jason Voorhees, he is really scary, really scary. Godzilla, oh, the way he enters, um, when when he starts destructing the city, instant chills. And on that note, the Love letter to the '50s with the score. The score. Oh, it
1: hits! It hits so hard. Yes. Does that that because you know that's you know you, does the Godzilla's music come to mind? No,
0: I need like, to get out it's more. It's like
1: it's like a low brass. It's like a low brass yeah. thing, kind of descending line, and it's it's really great, man. I I went to go see this, uh, and it was again. Did not expect to be such a powerful experience. I did not know it was a period piece it takes place immediately post-world war ii okay story in immediately post-world war ii japan and you know where a lot of the country is in ruin and just have really great characters and when you see godzilla like it's really frightening and it's the comedy works and it's actually heartfelt as opposed to like any any of those american ones i just think fail at any potential comedy or like actual character beats again it just makes sense that i think uh What's it called? Studio Toro or Tono Tono? Oh yes, correct. Yeah. Was this Studio. a foreign film? This is, it's, ja- it's in Japanese. Oh yeah. okay, yeah. okay. I just I was, they understand the character and what to do with those stories a lot more than um, mm-hmm. than than any of the American production, the Warner Brothers productions. Um, but yeah, this I'm I'm glad I'm glad you like this as well. This is just great great stuff. I this was one of only a few movies that I. It, at the end of the, I welled up with tears. At yes, the end, I was like, oh, really, my. I was the overwhelmed. Wow, is incredible, yes. it's okay,
2: incredible. Because you're investing your time in these characters, and that feels very left field. Because you want to go in to see Godzilla, this movie doesn't even need to have a lot of Godzilla to work. These characters are so personable, and you are rooting for them. When Godzilla is wreaking havoc, you're like, no, let's not have Godzilla step on this person or. Mm-hmm have them be affected. Right. As opposed to rooting,
1: rooting for Godzilla, which you do when you're watching a a less, a less quality Godzilla product.
2: Yes. And while we were on the subject, Alec, I have to play this for you. Oh yes. Have you not recognized? Uh, Yeah, I hear it now. This plays multiple times in the movie and it's goosebumps shooting through my veins. Mm -hmm. Oh, so I yeah. just had to play that. That well, sounds I'm...
0: so good. Being a former low brass player, true. Evan and I both played trombone. So,
1: mm-hmm. yes, yeah. great stuff.
2: Um, okay, so moving on, and this is probably my most divisive movie on my list, and that is Ari Aster's "Bo is Afraid." Hoo, 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 hoo. Evan, Evan I know likes your it. Family. Okay. Oh, yes. oh, yeah. You guys need to watch it. Don't knock it till you try it. All right. It's on Paramount Plus now. We can, we can, we I,
0: can. I canceled my Paramount subscription. Okay, we'll
2: oh, figure it, we'll figure it out.
0: There was nothing on it. We'll figure it out. But apparently, this is on it. And Twin
1: Peaks. Well, I don't watch that. That's your
2: fault. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry, keep going. I uh, can't get around to anything, you know? Mm-hmm. There's only so much we can get or watch. But anyway, um, pigging back to Bo was Afraid. This movie is either one that you will love or hate. I, for one, loved it because it's just so out there, and Ari Aster puts anxiety and fear in the forefront. You feel all of the nature of this character's situations just build, and that first hour is peak cinema. It's
1: hysterical. I, you're just laughing so hard that first You were time. laughing?
2: I was like, curl up oh, in a really? ball. Oh, really? Oh,
1: no. Like, no, when no. he's
2: going back into his apartments. Oh, my gosh. Or, uh, we're going to get into our favorite moments of the mm-hmm. year, but I have to just, while it's on my mind, the paint sequence oh. with the little girl. <laughs> oh, my Crazy. gosh. Crazy.
1: Crazy
0: stuff. Is this a, a horror? It's a
2: it's lot a of yes. It's a horror comedy.
1: It's a surrealist horror comedy Odyssey. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's. I hope Ari. I yes. hope I made you happy if you're listening. And
2: how does how I describe the genre? Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Ari Aster. This is my opinion, and this is a hot take. This might be my favorite Ari Aster film. Wow. And that's saying a lot. I mean, he They're has a lot. monumental. He's three for three. Yeah. Three the, Three for three. Hardcore. And what baffles me is the fact that A24 gave the budget freedom to him, and yet. Flopped at the box office. Not mm-hmm. enough people went to go see this thing. So that's another reason why I have it so high on my list. You guys, if you are cinephiles or just fans of movies that make you feel some type of way. This movie is very distinct. Highly yeah, recommend it. Yeah. And Joaquin Phoenix is in it. One of the yeah, best one of our actors. best actors. Totally, yes. totally, and he's incredible in it. The range and some of his just scenes. Perfect. It's just exactly what it needed. Yeah.
0: Excited Usually, a twenty four doesn't miss. True. So.
1: Excited to talk about it a little more. It's it's up there for me as well.
2: Agreed. So now cracking into my top three, Evan. I know you're a fan of this film. I want you to have your time to talk about this. My three goes to the most recent film, with the exception of Iron Claw, which was shoot. Now I forgot to mention Iron Claw. Oh, I'm not gonna, darn! Yes, Dang. Uh, but anyway, um, Poor Things, phenomenal film. This is a fairy tale epic. I have I haven't ever seen before. Emma Stone gives probably her most courageous performance. Some of the things they make her do in this film, it's it's just mesmerizing that the, the commitment and what she's able to do here. Notwithstanding the fact that William Defall and Mark Ruffalo is in this film. Two both of my, incredible two of my favorites. Yes. Love them. It's an and,
0: interesting cast.
2: Mm-hmm. And besides the the talent behind the camera, the color palette in this movie is phenomenal. And there's such quirky and vibrant imagery that's scattered throughout this whole movie that you you are just glued to that screen, um, regardless of what's going on. And there is a lot of weird and off-putting things. So you guys, if you are someone that isn't a big fan about um, weird movies or um, movies that are taking risks, this might not be the movie for you, but it's definitely worth the investment.
1: And it's been documented on social media. Some people have accidentally gone to this film with their parents <gasps> or maybe even grandparents. I feel like I've seen both. No. So again, kind of makes you think of there's people that live a very different life <laughs> than I do where you don't know exactly what you're going into seeing. So yeah, this is not a take your whole family. What did you read that? Uh, I, 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 saw, I feel like I saw a TikTok or something oh like my. accidentally took my grandma to pour things. So
0: is this like something like Saltburn, where there's just like Crazy scenes that you never but want to watch m- with someone else. There's, there's more. There's more, more like there's, a, there's more. more like
1: actual sex. There's not much like actual sex in Salt. Yeah, it's but just very just more, more of it. Okay, in interesting. Poor things. Gratuitous in a, in a fun way, obviously.
2: But I guess the the comparison to be made with Barry Keegan and Emma Stone they they both do just very weird things. But Emma Stone like puts all her and energy in mm-hmm. that that dance dance sequence with Mark oh. Ruffalo. Oh. <laughs> what fun. What's so fun. creative, like what they are able to do. It blew mm-hmm. me away. And as I was watching it, you know when you just know when you're watching a movie, I know this is one of my favorite movies already. And that's a it's great feeling. Instant classic, I feel. I agree. And I wasn't a fan of uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer. I, I I, was not into that one either. So I was a little, I went in with modest expectations, um, given that Yorgo give, makes a lot of divisive films. Mm-hmm. I still need to check out The Lobster. I know that's one mm-hmm. of his... Mm-hmm raised films. I've heard but, a lot about that. Uh, the
1: favorite, really good. Yes, like, that's I was, another one I, I heard was. About. I was. Yeah,
2: I was super into that one. Did
1: not love Killing of the Sacred Deer, which surprised considering how much I love Barry Keoghan and Colin Farrell. Um, but yeah, I'll you know I'll I'll give my piece full piece on both uh, <laughs> poor things in a second.
2: Beautiful. So. At my number, or not number, uh, my runner-up goes to Talk To Me, my favorite horror movie of the entire year. One of my favorite experiences in theaters. Those, like, there was maybe like two or three moments, and I love that the movie only has about two or three moments that you can remember and walk away from, and your jaw is to the floor. They're super unsettling. They're graphic. It sticks with you. And even though the... Beyond the the quote unquote important scenes or the the moving points in the narrative. The movie is just it, it's it gives you that unsettling feeling like I just mentioned. And the fact that this was produced by independent filmmakers that are on YouTube and A24 saw the potential and it killed it on the box office and it instantly got a sequel, Greenlit, mm-hmm. that that goes to show what kind of Horror movie this is, and it is a very familiar concept of a um, supernatural hand that they're interacting with. Alec, have you seen this?
0: I have not. No, I'm, You know, know I'm you not a big it. horror guy. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, not tend a big, to, need avoid to watch it. it. So it's it's a, it's a like a paranormal horror or more yeah, psychological. It's like, yeah, it's
1: like possession. Okay. But possession again, not to give away too much. Possession is kind of the allegory for like addiction and trauma. Interesting. Um, That's and it's all through on. this. So essentially, um. As like a party trick that people film for fun, that these kids just have this embalmed hand, what? and when you grab onto it and tell it to talk to you, that's when the demons like go in your body, and all your friends film you and laugh while this happens, and then like you get you have to like get it out. It's you have to you know, you can only be possessed for a certain time, and, and then st- bad stuff will happen after that. But it's you know a really fun conceit, and this, this one was this one was like kind of just outside of my. Uh, top ten, but just Uh, scary and makes me uncomfortable and a really talented young cast. Not a lot of, not actors that you've ever seen in things before. I think the lead, Sophie Wilde, this is one one of the, if not her, first film Um, and she's absolutely fantastic and yeah, those teenage issues, addiction and sexuality and trauma, all those things hit really hard as well. One of my really good friends, who's also a big cinephile, my buddy Kyle, um, they saw this film I think, four or five times in theaters. They loved what? it that much.
2: I would watch it four or five times. I, I'm i one of those people that if I really love a film, I like to space out my watches because it's like keeping the magic inside the bottle. Sure, um, sure. So, yeah, I can't wait to rewatch this. Alec, you need to do yourself a favor and watch this. Oh, it's man, not like your I'm typical not a horror, horror
0: guy, film. but maybe, maybe I oh, will. Maybe it's worth the hype. Seems like you guys are pretty passionate pretty fun, about it. Pretty so fun. Fun. Mm-hmm. it and it's an A24 film. Yeah, it's true. usually you can't go wrong with those. And your word's
2: not mine. A24 does not miss. They don't. They really don't. All right. So my number one, it's probably not going to be on your guys' upper echelon on your list, but there is not a single movie this year that made me feel and love movies and want to talk about them more than John Wick Chapter 4. My number one of 2023, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, where do I begin with this movie? I'll, I'll, this is my one sentence pitch to you. Cause Alec, have you seen this one? I, I
0: haven't seen any John Wick films. I'm familiar Ooh, with the concept. Just came I know what Netflix. they're about, but yeah. Stop sleeping. Mm-hmm. Everyone
2: listening. Stop sleeping. Keanu Reeves is. It's true. Awful. What you gotta do, what you
1: should do. You gotta, obviously you won't watch like all of them in one day. You gotta double feature the first double
2: two. Double feature? The okay. yes. First
1: two. Yes. Definitely. I feel because it's, it just totally hits and they're not too long. The last one's long but the other ones aren't too crazy okay. long. You just got to watch one and two back just, to back. Just
0: let it ferment mm-hmm. in my mind for yep, a second. One and two, and then, and then you know, three, come back no, to four. three and four when okay. you're ready.
1: But yes. please, I, I'm, yeah, I'm in, I mean, this, this feels so long ago to me. It was like in April or May when I saw it. And so I, w- I actually recently just watched a couple chunks of it on the plane. Again, too long to finish it on the full flight. But I'm, yeah, again, I'm excited to hear you espouse about it because it was yeah. a great time.
2: Yes, Um. before I get into my spiel of the film, since you've seen all the John Wick films, just off the top, how would you rank the franchise? Um, it is very fairly consistent. It's, they're it's, all good.
1: Yeah, I, I again I'm looking forward to watching four in full uh, again. So I'm gonna go. I mean, one and two, it's really close for me. I might go. Might go two one. Mm. It's it, it's tough. It's, it's like ranking the Toy Story movies. It's like they're all just they're all just really really strong. Uh, I'll comparison. go. okay. It could be two four one three or two one four three, on any day. I three don't know. is the
2: worst, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Right. The, I I'm think the you.
2: story lacks on that, mm-hmm. but
1: how Hall, But Halle, Halle Berry with the dogs in three. That that scene goes hard. Yeah. I thought
2: she was a. I thought it was. She was just kind of a placeholder. She I thought, mean, sure, sure. That, that's that's what I think scene, what makes though. it. that's what I think yeah. makes
1: it such a cool franchise. Is that it really could be any actor. In a lot of these roles, you know, actors that you've seen before, actors you may have not seen before, and if they understand the tone and just the whole the whole sleekness of the of the story and just this really interest, I mean, are you Alec, Are you into Keanu as a whole?
0: I like him. He, I respect yeah, him I mean, as an actor, definitely. Yeah, he
1: takes what he what he does in the Matrix and brings it to the the next level. Oh. I feel. I mean, it's different different kinds of movies, but like, keep going, keep going.
2: So this is my one son's pitch for. Let's say the whole John Wick franchise, but this one in particular. And Never in my wildest dreams did I think the fourth film in a franchise that consistently delivers elaborate, thorough, creative, and just... I i, I have so many words to describe yeah. these, these movies. It makes me, as you can tell, I'm getting really excited. The action set pieces, they're not cheap. They're not like your um, quick cuts and... No, and it's... It's yeah. all in camera. All the combat oh, yeah. is
1: all in camera. There's no Michael Bay quick cutting or anything. It's real, all the fight choreography. And this because Chad Stahelski, who's the director, mm-hmm. he came from the stunt world. That's how he came up. And then now he's ascended to action movie director num- number one of this, at least this type of gun-fu type, type of thing.
0: Do mm-hmm. we know if Keanu does his own stunts or does he have oh, a double? Oh, yeah. He, he, does, does. he does. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Mad respect. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah, this, this, the fourth one is essentially, I think it's like six, pretty much six action set pieces are essentially the whole movie. And they're just so, so well thought out. Uh, and just they use, you know, European locations and just cr- these great locations all over the world to just use every inch in every possible way to, um, again, put our guy John in more, in more mayhem and have him fight and shoot more goons. It's, again, it's really impressive. Really impressive what they're able to do. Again, heard there's gonna be a fifth one. Is, is that is that right? There's I don't be...
2: even want a fifth one. That's how good this one is. It's like it was so perfect the way things wrap things up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it this literally is an action fans' wet dream. And I'm I am confident enough to say this may be my favorite action movie I've ever seen in terms of spectacle and entertainment. Like I can watch this on loop. It's Impressive. And I guess my besides that, um, what I would say that stands out is every single action set piece ones ones up the other one, the mm-hmm. previous one. The beginning starts with like this nunchuck sequence, then it goes into something with a flamethrower. It's it's just like incredible that it keeps going. I I could talk on and on about this film. I know we're getting a little long on time, and we still have your guys' no, list. Just, but you guys, this is the movie to check out. It may not be the most high-class movie you will see this year, but in terms of just straight entertainment and all killer, no filler, you cannot go wrong with John Wick Chapter 4. And that is, ladies Love and gentlemen, it. my movie of 2023. Love awesome.
1: It. Awesome. Love it. Well, I think uh maybe... so. Uh, going back to our, our friend Nathan, who is not with us. Uh, oh, stuck, he did send us stuck some abroad. stuff, right? He, he did send us a, a quick. He sent us a top three, which I think again, which I think will uh, balance if, if this all out a little bit. If all four
0: of us were here, this would have been like two and a half hours it's long. It's
1: true. It's true. Um, I don't should care though. I, yeah. I, this I, is a, this is a special this, episode. Should I read this verbatim?
0: Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why not? All right.
1: Um... Okay, starting off at number three, I have Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Nice. While the so-called event movies seem to have faded into a thing of the past, Barbenheimer this year fresh and br- <laughs> breathed fresh life into the excitement of uh, the release of a major motion picture. I think it's safe to say that while I didn't uh, come with quite the hype of Barbenheimer, the release of a new M.I. yet all-time Hollywood great uh, was more than enough to move the needle for me. Fondness of the prior installment aside, the penultimate film in the series uh, featuring I, I am. IMF agent Ethan Hunt's latest world-saving uh, mission kept me on the edge of my seat. Smartly paced and well-choreographed action sequences in a mind-blowing stunt yet again were excellent treats on the top of a well-paced and written setup uh, for uh, the series finale. Cannot wait to see part two. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, love, M.I. It's in my top ten. Uh, at number two sits Wes Anderson's Asteroid City. Uh, to the quote-unquote quote uninitiated Wes Anderson's films can come can sometimes fall flat for wider audiences. One can say that they are a bit of an acquired taste. But once you realize the painstaking detail and motivation behind every frame, cut, and line of dialogue, you can not help appreciate uh, the art that his films are. Asteroid City is no exception to this rule. This film is certainly meta in its structure, being that it is a movie that is framed as a TV show chronicling the production of a titular play, Asteroid City. Beautifully shot and stylized, as all of Anderson's films are, this film is surprisingly one of his most somber, as it explores some heavy elements of life and our purpose. You can tell while watching the star-studded cast, as per usual, perform that they understand and appreciate the more stylistic and abstract film uh, that is certainly a welcome change of pace for uh, a great many of them. As a relatively new admirer of Anderson's work, this one finds a place near the top of the list in my ranking of his catalog, Mm. and
2: certainly... That's warrants bold. a rewatch. interesting wow I yeah. would
0: not put that near the top of my wes Anderson not list. Even it's a three. it's a great film it's a yeah, great yeah, I like film it. I like it but no compared it's, it's, to his other no, works it's probably
1: it wouldn't be in my top five but it's I gonna mean, it's really that's maybe the peak of my I'm like I glad he tried I like yeah. a lot of things about it type yeah. thing there's just a lot of movie in there i feel like there's two movies in there yeah. perhaps like, say, one, like of, was, one
0: of your reviews, you talked about there's there's too much subplot, right? Correct. That, was that's that you? Me. That's okay. me. Too much going on. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you.
1: Too much going on. What, what's everyone's favorite Wes Anderson film? Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Well, Fantastic Mr. Fox and Grand Budapest Hotel w. are the top two. Fantastic Mr. Fox might just be my favorite movie ever. At least I'm the one I can just watch anytime. Um, but what, what yourself?
2: Moonrise Kingdom. Love oh, it. that's a good oh, one. That's a good one. of my, that's my favorite coming-of-age stories oh, of Oh, it's time. so great. I'm a huge fan of that one as well. Alec? Um,
0: For me, it's between um, Darjeeling Limited mm. and um, Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah,
2: I need to see that one. It's yeah, good. It's, inter- it's, good. It's, it's super interesting. It's not really
0: like his current works. It's not as stylized. No. But it's I feel like, like brother's, it, the brother yeah, story is good. It, it's a good story. Mm-hmm. All
1: right, and then last here for Nathan, I had mentioned Barbenheimer earlier, and it's right that I circle back to it for my number one film of the year, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. All right, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, what more? What more can I say that likely hasn't already been said? As a fan of Nolan's entire body of work to date, his first biopic hit the silver that hit the silver screen, came packed with everything I love about a good Nolan film and much more. The scrupulous attention to detail—scrupulous, sorry, my uh, bad—while navigating a serious and somber topic was evident from the very beginning of the film. Well-paced, this three-hour-long foray into a very complex man's mind flew by. Uh, It's rare that I see a film more than once in theaters, let let alone a three-hour one, but I did just that with Oppenheimer. Beyond Killian Murphy's striking performance as the titular character, this packed cast featured so many memorable, memorable performances, both big and small. I won't, but I could go on and on about Ludwig Göransson's masterpiece of a score. I expect to be hearing the name Oppenheimer being uttered quite a bit during the Academy Awards. This was certainly an all-timer for me and sits squarely at the top of my rankings for 2023. Then um, also Nathan wanted to briefly talk about his flop of the year, oh. um, which I, I was I was present for this as well. I, I might I might tend to agree with him. So according to, so I want to discuss my flop of the year. Maybe this isn't the worst movie to come out this year, but it was certainly the one that disappointed me the most. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny oh. truly crushed a little part of my soul. Growing up, I would watch the Indiana Jones films all the time. I mean, come on, it's the Harrison Ford. Uh, they remain some of my favorites to this day, but as I mentioned earlier with Mission Impossible, a sequel film in the series can only only ride the coattails of its prior installments so far. Where Dead Reckoning succeeded, Dial of Destiny stumbled hard. A disjointed story, awkward pacing, and a hand-fisted ending made uh, for what sadly seems to be a truly unceremonious send-off for one of Hollywood's greatest action heroes. I'm so sorry they did this to you, Mr. Ford. Well written, Nathan, as as per usual. Nathan's a, Nathan's a smart cookie, so uh, thank you for our for uh, your your input. And sorry sorry you couldn't be here. So, but I'm I'm with him on Dial of Destiny. I was there. Um, however, I'm less qualified to speak on it because I slept through. About three quarters. I was about, about, about three quarters of it. What well, we had, our, we talked about this on the last episode. We had already, me and Nathan had already seen a movie earlier that day in Chicago, and then we drove out here. Which one? Uh, we saw Nope in 70 millimeter. Nice at, at uh, Music Box, one of my favorites. Um, but then it was just too late. Too late for this long bad movie.
0: Have you been to I'm the nice. Music Box Theater?
2: No, I haven't, and I oh, feel like I've got to get out to. there. You have It's
0: beautiful. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, yes. So.
1: Again, thank you, Nathan. Appreciate it. Uh, I just talked a lot, so, Alec, right. do you want to s- your I'll stuff? I'll slam through my list Peace because it's, it's short and okay. sweet. Do you, have a, do you have any honorable mentions you really feel? I do
0: have one honorable okay. mention. Um, Let's hear it. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I have my list ordered wrong. I forgot to put it in order. David Holmes, The Boy Who Lived. A good documentary. Um, obviously, if you're not familiar, it's about Harry Potter's stunt double. Who got paralyzed from the neck down um, doing a stunt in, I think it was the final film.
2: Oh, wow. He was like supposed
0: to fly through a wall, mm-hmm. and it just, they put too much weight on his harness and it ended up like dislodging his spine or something. So it was kind of about his story and about how like um, the stunt world evolved since then, and there's a lot more like thought and care put into stunts. And um, he's still like best friends with. Um, Daniel oh, Radcliffe! Yeah, David R- Daniel Radcliffe. Um, yeah, good honorable mention. I
2: haven't heard of that film. Where can I access that? It's on I Max. Think,
0: yeah, it was on Max. It was on Max.
2: Has my interest. Yeah. Watch more documentaries. It was
0: that's a little cool. long, uh, at okay. 89 minutes for a documentary. That's that's pushing it. But I was intrigued the entire time. So, mm. um, yeah, at number eight, I have a top eight because I, I don't know some things just wouldn't make my list maestro Mm -hmm. and i wanted this to be higher i had really high expectations for maestro um you know i'm a huge music fan but i don't know the the whole the front 40 minutes for me was too slow and it was too hard to follow with that like verite style of filming where it's almost like fly on the wall you feel like you're so far away from the characters it's hard to connect with them and you just have to kind of like oh you're it's throwing you in the middle of conversations in almost every scene and you just have to pick up what's being said. It's like, it's like if you're at a party and you walk into a room and you get the tail end of a conversation. That's how I felt for the Mm -hmm. first like half of that film. However, the final 40 minutes, um, that was redeeming for me. It, It was, it was good. It was good. It was good. Um, number, my phone keeps locking. Let me turn low power mode off. I think that'll do it. That'll do it. Number it. seven, Wonka. Fun. <laughs> it was yeah, fun. It yeah. was fun. Um, I don't know if Timothy Chalamet was the right lead. There was a lot of auto-tune. Um, his voice, to me, just seemed flat and uninspiring, especially for a character like Willy Wonka. But overall, great production value. Um, and it kept me at the edge of my seat the whole time. Mm-hmm. Definitely a fun watch.
1: Yeah, it didn't overstay its welcome. Um, I do think that for if if they're just talking about with this version of the movie, H ch- what's just a children's musical version of a Wonka origin story, I think he was the right pick for this version of the story. I think some of us would have preferred maybe more of a true to roll doll text adaptation of a origin story and more more of a darker actor. Again, I think like Paul Dano would be an amazing Willy Wonka because he's, he's one of my guys. But I think for the children's musical popcorn movie for families the holiday season, I think it worked out just fine. Yeah, I said, it's okay. I'm, gl- I'm glad they tried. Yeah, Like, it's I'm not offended by uh, that one at all. I just saw it a couple nights ago. It was all right.
0: It's, it's no in the heights, but it, it's a good <laughs> right. musical overall. Mm-hmm. Um, number six is Barbie. Um, mm-hmm. I know Ross... Really didn't like this film at all. I felt some segments of it to be a little long and boring. And there were even some scenes where I felt they didn't need to be there. But overall, it was a fun film for me. Um, so it, that made number six. Ross, I'm curious to hear why you, you know, disliked yeah. it. Because I know Evan and I... Kind, we, we both like. it. I don't it, know where yeah, it is on your we'll, list. Let's, but,
1: let's do the whole yeah. Barbie discussion with Ross. Let's get it out of the way.
2: Okay, where do I begin? Um, Watch yourself, buddy. Yeah, yeah, and a hey, full disclosure, you guys, I am not a hater of Barbie just cause it's a movie that talks down to men. It's not. That's that's not why it, it I don't does like not, it. It does not
0: talk I, down I, d- to men. I didn't men, get I disagree, that. I did not get that. Not
2: I not I, that I thought man, I thought it was I thought it was a little biased, but that's not why I don't didn't like the movie. Um, but. The reason why I did not like it, and mind you, I am a Greta Gerwig fan. <laughs> Lady Bird, phenomenal.
1: Absolutely. Little Women.
2: Little Woman, phenomenal. phenomenal. So this was actually one of my most anticipated movies of the year. I was super excited about this. I was equally as excited, if not even more excited for this than Oppenheimer. That sounds really? wild. Yes, and Oppenheimer made my list. I know. So no. I'm, I'm trying to establish my credibility that I was going into it wanting it to be good. And what the, the product that I got, it just became more of a platform to preach to me. I felt like the story paused and care, or the, the, uh, the people on screen mm-hmm. were saying their agendas. and I'm all for movies expressing um, real world issues and social agendas, for example. But I just felt like I sat there and my time was wasted. Because the movie just devoted its time just talking down and, and preaching its agenda as opposed to focusing on the story. So I felt like it would turn on, then it would turn off, turn on, and it just lost me. I'm like, I'm at the, by the time the ending rolled around, I was like, well, what did I just watch? And the Wolf Farrell... Um, in that film, it's, it was, a, it was a, that, it was a misfire with that character. Yes. Right. I,
1: Very I, frustrated I, I like, again, he still makes me like laugh like generally, but I think, yeah, that whole thing was just, you could hack that off and nothing will be different. Essentially.
0: I don't know. For me, I went in expecting to watch a feminist film that I really wasn't going to like, mm-hmm. but I left, um, under the impression that she was trying to say, men need women and women need men. And we compliment one another. Okay. That's, right. that's yeah. what I took right. away from it. Uh huh. Um, they both got you know, I don't got know I don't issues. know if you read, read it no, the yeah, same they way they both isn't? got our yeah.
1: issues and yeah yeah
0: so that's that's kind of um, how I viewed the film but I could see where you're coming from definitely mm-hmm.
1: but just yeah so like
2: well, let's hear your, avid, your, um, your take. um
1: well so this'll <laughs> final I mean we got some this is number 10 on my list so number 10 huge, okay, okay. Boy, number 10 um I I mean I, I had a great time with it I went to go see it a second time which I'm really glad I did I want to go see it by myself on like a Sunday evening when uh in Dolby uh with the with those with those really fun songs. It, get, it gets away with being like a musical, but not a musical. Yeah. Which is kinda what was kinda kinda what you want these days. Um but I mean I just think Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling are great. Um Ryan I think Gosling the, carried that film. It's dude. true, it's true. And just Agreed. I think I Agreed. mean yeah, you think about a lot of those line reads, you know. I mean, Sublime, among others, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the I'm Just Ken, Dream Ballet, yeah, fantastic stuff. Can't wait to see that performed live at the Oscars. Three Best Original Song nominees.
0: Really? It,
1: well, that's, that's the case for the Golden Globes, but I think it will be the case for Oscars as well. The Billy Eilish, Eilish track, the Dua Lipa track, and I'm Just Ken uh, all get nominated, I believe. Um,
0: the Dua Lipa know. dance sequence was too long for me.
1: Too long. Interesting. I, don't, I feel like I wanted more of it.
0: Really, I yeah. was bored after yeah. like thirty seconds. I think there's of it. yeah.
1: So we could, we could hack off Will Ferrell. Um, I I bumped on the America Ferrera monologue towards the end more than some people did. Okay. Um. Uh. But like outside of that, like I mean, it's just silly. It's a silly movie, Yeah. and that's the point. And like. Yeah, I had a good I had a good time. And again, I'm glad I was I had a, had a second viewing in theaters to follow it up after Oppenheimer. Because I think I was just a little you just a little mentally tired yeah. after Oppenheimer. Um, and so, yeah, I haven't I have not fired it up since it's been on HBO Max.
2: But I hope too soon. It's fun. I need to rewatch it again because I I don't even like the fact that you guys like it and I I have a bad taste in my mouth. Maybe maybe no, I'll no, like no. it and it's one of those movies. I mean, you guys are probably it's not for around. everyone. Yes. I hated I mean, Pulp Fiction the first time I saw it. Yeah, gotcha, that was one of my favorite movies gotcha. ever. But All right, continue, okay.
0: Alex. was six. So I'm back and forth between four and five. Mm-hmm, okay. I'm just gonna say number five is Air. Yeah, nice. yes. that, yeah. that was a really fun film Bad for me. Film. I I didn't know about it until last month recently. I was I was browsing. I think it's on Max or Netflix or uh, Prime. Yeah, it's Prime on Prime. Prime Yeah, I was browsing. Just saw it. Caught my eye, caught my attention. Didn't really hear about it. I think it was a January or February. It uh, came out
1: in early April. Early April. Early. So yeah, like yeah. early,
0: early on in the year, must have just went under my radar. Yeah. But wow, what a film! What what fun! Yeah. I just had a great, a great time. I wasn't I wasn't aware of the story. I didn't realize Nike wasn't a major player at the time i didn't realize it was like adidas dominating the shoe market mm-hmm. and nike was kind of just like this little come up from washington state um but yeah it's crazy what the whole jordan story did to that company um number four poison another uh roll doll wes anderson short film mm-hmm. uh at 17 minutes really digestible watch um i watched all four of his no, I watched three of his collection with you and Nathan, and then I watched um, The Rat Catcher separately, right. which didn't really resonate with me. Mm-hmm. Poison was fun. Really, I don't know, it just sp- spoke to me as like kind of this psychological sort of, um, I don't know, it was, it was good. Yeah, it was wor- w- Yeah, it was I would love all those shorts. It's worth a, a lot. Watch.
1: Um, yeah, Hemney Sugar is great. I know, I know I liked the one a little bit more than you did, but The Swan. Was a the fan swan of that was, one as well. Yeah, yeah rat Ratcast are probably the least strong of the four. Um there's four of them? I well, yeah. saw so, yeah, so Henry Sugar is 40 minutes, and the other three are all 17.
2: I saw Henry Henry Sugar. I didn't know yeah. there was other.
1: Yeah, the three others are 17. The the
0: and Swan all, and Poison, poison are, are, are both great. Mm-hmm. The Swan, that'll be an honorable mention. Yeah. Um The Killer, we talked about it. That's mm-hmm. number three for me. Mm-hmm. Um nice. it, it was fun watching this story about an assassin and at the beginning of the film, you think he's so put together, and he's really strict with himself, and at the end of the film, he's like flopping and making mistakes, and he's, he's like fighting with himself in his head, and I, I feel like that's an analogy to everything, you know? Like, all work, no play makes Jack a dull boy, and mm-hmm. that, that film really kind of encompasses that concept.
2: How about that fight scene, though? That was great. With the stand moments of the year? Crazy. Oh. It just kept going. Like, like phenomenal.
0: I, I I appreciated that because it was a fight scene where our protagonist didn't just like do th- two punches and then he win. It was stuff like around him no, dude. I I was like this guy's getting shit kicked out of That's him. That's true. So that that was fun to watch and relieving in a film for me. Mm-hmm. Um, two asteroid city, very stylized. Um, Agreed. Definitely not a mainstream Wes Anderson film compared to some of his other works. But I, I just like the concept of, you know, having this play and really a deeper meaning. I think I watched it twice in theaters. I forget. I think you did. Because that was, that was a summer. It was over the summer, yeah. Yeah. So I, saw, I ended up seeing that twice in theaters, and I loved both viewings. The first time I watched it, I remember I had a lot of questions, but after a second watch, a lot of them are answered. And then number one, Oppenheimer. Whoa, I did not know whoa, it was going to be. Whoa, wrong. whoa. Yeah, that's my number one. I did feel that, like I mentioned earlier, some parts were a little long and it was a little boring. But overall, I don't know. This the
2: heights, sp- the heights it hits. Yeah,
0: it, it was spectacular. Like to me, that that was an epic. Mm-hmm. So.
2: Some of the best moments of the entire year. Let's talk about that speech scene after and, the bomb. And the gym. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Nolan stuff,
1: yeah, yeah, seriously, and the sound design and uh, it's just all that, comes that's together that's probably lovely. one
0: of like my favorite scenes of all time.
1: I just like looking at Killian Murphy when he's got that face. I just yeah, like, I just like
0: looking at him. It's just, just just like that blown out white and everything, and mm-hmm. like he's like feeling what the Japanese would have felt and everything almost. And mm-hmm. Holy! And you got cow. those people like screaming, so crying, emotional. and it's showing all their emotions. Yeah, as like well. they're ecstatic, and he's We're like, "What have I done? done?" Right, right. Yeah. And yeah. did
1: you know that the girl whose skin flies off when th- when that whole thing is happening when uh-huh. he imagines that's Christopher Nolan's daughter? Is it really? Yeah. Forget wow. About it. Yeah. Forget about it. Yeah. I did not. Know yeah, that. That's his daughter. He's like, he's like, uh, my girl. I have a great part for you. Your oh, skin's okay. gonna fly off. It's gonna be a great moment, <laughs> darling.
0: Yeah, but that, that's that's my uh, my list. Just pounded it out. Wanted to get it over it with quickly because I, I'm not one with words so often. Okay. That's
1: all right. Well, thank you, Alec. I I loved your list. I love your list. I'm glad you liked Air. That's a that's a dad. I it's like a dad, a it's a dad classic. Is that a dad
0: film? Oh it, yeah, peak peak I dad don't know. film.
1: I feel like I, I feel know. like all dads will, I feel like all dads dads would like it. Um Show up Ben Affleck. He's yeah, a phenomenal oh, director. Love Ben. Love Ben.
0: We'll do your top five ice cream break. Or we'll do your bottom mm-hmm. five ice cream break and then finish it out with your top five. How does that sound?
1: I'm into that. Okay, Do yeah, you so have honorable mentions? I yeah, we'll sort of briefly do some honorable Let's do mentions. It. Um Again, a couple that were just outside of my top ten have already been talked about and talked to me. Godzilla minus one, really good. Um, one just outside of my top ten. I just saw yesterday uh, the Boy and the Heron. Uh, I'm still kind of digesting it. You know, yeah. if you've seen a Ghibli, you know Miyazaki film, you know they're super rich and strange and you know have a lot of meaning to them. So nice. still kind of digesting that one, but very beautiful. So um, wanted to
0: mention it um did you watch it with english dub or did you watch I watched it the with english subtitles dub. i watched the english okay. dub i heard they use actual like real a-list and b-list actors Rob, robert yeah. pattinson his yeah. role
1: as the titular titular heron what what a performance willem defoe florence Pugh, wow they, which
0: is christian, crazy for christian a foreign Bale. christian to have, bale to have, yeah they,
1: they got people for it so yeah. i have no idea re, re, really really liked it um and then next, I wanted to mention kind of maybe one of the internet hits of the year. Um, I say maybe the next two I have are internet hits of the year. Bottoms, um, Emma Seligman's, uh second uh, a second film that she has uh, di- directed and written, and also starring Rachel Senate. Uh, do, do you guys know about this one? I do not. Uh, it's, it's a it is a like high school high school fight club sex comedy. Okay, um, just a fantastic cast. Uh, yeah, just a great time and I I knew I would love it. And again, very internet film Twitter type movie, but I had a lot of fun. Um also want to mention another internet hit, Skinamarink. I've seen I've saw this one almost a year ago. Again, you can laugh at me if you want. I've seen it I saw it in the theater uh the weekend it was uh, available and then I watched it another time a few months later. Listen, guys, this is this is a powerful film to me. It it is I, you know, I get scared by, by some, by some stuff. Sometimes I think this movie is kind of designed to impact people in like our age group that were either just growing up or, you know, uh, middle childhood or in the early 2000s, just that analog VHS type thing. Um, it's on Hulu now. I'm pretty sure. Uh, it is, it's too, it is too long hour and 40 minutes is way way too long for what they're trying to do but I think it's just to make you more uncomfortable and just make it want to be over because that's really what it does and it's quiet you might you might find it boring and stupid but I find it really scary and pretty impressive that they're able to do so much with so little quite literally so little 15,000 bucks wow um and made about 2 million dollars think about that profit margin
0: holy um, cow dude yeah that's so, quite the ROI there
1: uh, so we'll talk about those two and then once I said bottom, Skinner going bring, and then I wanted to briefly shout out, uh, Priscilla, uh, glad I was able to catch this one in theaters. Um, I've get you know, interesting companion piece that we just had Elvis that came out, uh, last year. Um, I'm not, I haven't seen all of, uh, Sofia Coppola's filmography, probably should watch some more of her stuff but I found uh, Kaylee Spaney's performance as Priscilla to be fantastic, and uh, Jacob Elordi, who's kind of a breakout star of this year, and in the, the aforementioned uh, Salt Burn as well. Uh, I've never watched Euphoria or the Kissing Booth series, so I've never seen him in anything, so the first thing I saw him in was as Elvis powerful powerful screen presence he's a giant at six foot five and he just plays elvis and you know it's an interpretation it's obviously doesn't he's not doing all the singing and physical stuff that uh, austin butler is but i i was liking what priscilla was doing
2: did you like austin butler or his performance or or jacob alorty yes. i
1: mean it's I, it's really tough because they're different things yeah in, i mean i think in yes yeah as el as Elvis. yeah yeah, what's about a portrayal? Well, you didn't see Priscilla. Films? I didn't see Priscilla. But did you like Elvis from last year? Um, it's a flash flashy. I'm mixed. Yeah, I'm mixed on. Yeah, it, you know. so it
0: was. It was all right. Mm-hmm. I think I gave it like a three or maybe a three and, and a half. I think Austin Butler's really good.
1: Ones. I think he's fantastic. Uh, at least has a lot of talent. So I'm right. excited to see what he does. Excited to see him in Dune. He'll be yes. he'll be great in that character.
2: I'm glad it resonated with you. I wasn't a big fan of Priscilla. One of the few misses mm-hmm. from May twenty-four. But I'm glad it resonated with you more.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Just uh, and again, hour forty something, if I remember correctly. So doesn't overstay its welcome. So those are my
0: uh, honorable mentions. Speaking of A24, real quick. <laughs> uh-huh. Last episode, I mentioned A24 was purchased by Apple. I was incorrect, yeah. and I want to correct myself. I, I knew I knew you were incorrect. Y- you why didn't you stop me?
1: Well, because I was looking it up, and I wasn't sure. I wasn't oh. going to be like, oh, they, they, actually...
0: A24 did a few films in collaboration with Apple. with Apple. But... But yes. now you for Yes.
1: I, I respect it.
2: Other films were on Max now.
0: A24? Yes. Well, th- yeah. They're, okay. They
2: had some,
1: did some sort of contract deal. The whole catalog will be on Max. Yes. If it isn't already. Mac I wanted to correct w. myself.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Continue, All right. sir.
1: So number 10, uh, Barbie, like we were just discussing... Uh, again, just honestly, in terms of the, and I think m- me and Nathan said this, like in our, whatever the closest episode post Barbenheimer was, um, the mainstream big budget Barbie movie in the year 2023 is, is just isn't getting better than this to me. Again, that's my opinion. I feel like we couldn't have asked for much more in terms of the, again, yes, it, I think, you know, kids, kids do enjoy it. Those are dogs' nails that you may, may be hearing. <laughs> a, a a beloved our beloved buddy of ours, whose name is also Buddy. Buddy, um, beloved. Yep. So, I just like this one a lot. Excited to watch it again. Um, excited to watch uh, Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling at the Oscars. Again, it's possible Gosling could win. That what a storyline uh, that would be. And yeah, just the, the soundtrack and the, again the production design and the fact that it's. Uh, Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach collaborating, like their first, I think, full collaboration as a married couple um, and parents now, I believe. Um, so this is very cool, very cool. So that's number ten. Uh, number nine, The Killer. Uh, I was lucky enough to see this one in theaters. Really? Again, Net- Netflix sucks. They with these theater, uh, you know, these limited theater runs. Again, same thing for Maestro was only in theaters, like in a semi-wide release for about a week. Um, you know, I was able to see this at the Cinema 18 in St. Charles, which uh, yeah, I did, did not know about the St. Charles piece of it. Just, And I think this one really... is this, this, this what makes me mad, is that this one really improves for the theater experience. This one's definitely with, a theater film. With the sound design and just how focused and quiet all, all of it is, like being in a theater would really help you lock in and focus on this one, which I absolutely did. Again, I just love... It's just, I guess this guy's just detail-oriented. And... Again, he thinks he's really good at his job for a while, and then it just kind of starts to unravel. I, just the opening it's 15 minutes of buildup. Yeah, I'm the best. No mistakes. Then he just misses and goes, fuck.
0: Yeah. Hilarious. Also, fun what, soundtrack.
1: Fun. Yeah, the Smiths thing it made me laugh a lot. Thanks. Um. Yeah, one of the underrated uh, most, one of the funnier movies of the year. I think yeah. the comedy is great. Um, My girlfriend did not did not laugh once, but, you know. I Really? Did, no, I did not find it wow. funny. It's... I don't know. It's it's sicko humor, kind of. It's sicko film, bro. Humor in a way, in a way. <laughs> um, so loved the killer. Uh, seen it a couple of times. Uh, number eight. Uh, this is where I have Dead Reckoning and one of my most anticipated of the year uh, behind uh, the Barbenheimer duo. At least I love Mission Impossible. I love Cruise. Uh, I was able to see this, and then, I think they kind of screwed themselves with screwed themselves with the release of this one. Put this out like July 11th or 10th hmm. and the Barbenheimer wide release day, I think was the 20th or the 21st. So it just got lost. And so it under only had that. five. So days in IMAX and I just had a blast seeing this in IMAX. Um, again, I've caught a chunk of it when I, I pulled it up on, on Paramount plus not too long ago, just all those set pieces again, different kind of set pieces than John wick. But I think to the same level of precision with what those, with what the tone is going for, just, just magical stuff. Again, there's a whole scene sequence in an airport uh, that I think is it's really impressive. Um, the whole train thing at the end, just just so, so well done. Yeah, this is the seventh installment of the franchise. Again, we are led to believe the next installment will be the last one, as Nathan was alluding to, but as, as it is with John Wick, we don't know. Until they actually tell us this is the last one, we don't know. How would you um, rank
2: this in the Mission Impossible franchise? Is it in your top three?
1: it might be it might be I mean Fallout was, was a
2: was probably special. my favorite
1: yeah Fallout's definitely top three, three as well I mean I love Ghost Protocol
2: that's probably my two
1: yeah yep. yeah I mean and, the, I, and I like the original again two and three maybe not quite as good even though Philip Seymour Hoffman three Huffman, is so underrated no J. J. Philip Seymour Hoffman's really good really oh. good in three Um, but I, I think something like Ghost Protocol like that was the first one I saw in theaters when I was like 11 and oh. it, it hit that one hit and so I'm like that oh this Dubai cruise sequence. this cruise guy he knows what he's doing even okay. though he might be, like, a, even though he pro- is, is a psycho human being. Oh, yeah. Um. I <laughs> no I, 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 re- I, mean. I. respect what he's going for a lot. Um, so, had a great time uh, with Mission Impossible colon Dead Reckoning dash part one.
2: They're changing that they're not going to make a part two. Like, it's going to be a different different name. No way. I just brought that, yeah. So, it's what? not going to be Dead Reckoning part two. It's what be what a, something man. Else.
1: They got to come out and apologize. I'm so sorry that we made it Mission Impossible colon Dead Reckoning dash part one. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is, okay. and just a great supporting cast with this one as well. Haley Atwell, who many many even know from the Marvel uh, stuff, she's great. Her and Cruz just have like electric chemistry for like no reason whatsoever. Rebecca Ferguson, who people may know from Dune, Pam Clemente plays uh, Mantis uh, in the Guardians film. She's great. Um, and Simon Pegg and Thing Rames as per usual. But love Dead Reckoning. Um, number seven. This is where I got Maestro a at the very there's been a lot of annoying discourse about this one as well uh in the film twitter space uh also was lucky to catch one catch this one in the theater uh which was almost overwhelming again get with all the music and the sound and just how beautiful it all looks i was glad to get a rewatch of this one
0: in a couple nights ago i would love to see that cathedral scene in the theater
1: it was that that was what brought me to i was yeah i was brought to tears at the end of uh that sequence of him conducting uh, Mahler's Second, um, people uh, online have been poking at just kind of they think it's all very surface level, and that Bradley Cooper doesn't really know Leonard Bernstein like he Bernstein like he thinks he does, um, and just yeah how it's, a lot of it's surface level and doesn't really teach you anything new about the person, which I'm sure that's an expectation that you go in if you're someone who already knows already has the wikipedia page memorized uh, on bernstein uh again i tried to do a little brushing up beforehand um but i again just really this movie is a movie that you really just feel uh again to me i actually was a fan of How they went about the beginning of the story. Were you? They do. So before telling, um, because I was like, my my parents will like this one. I think it was one up on Netflix, I think on like December 20th, 21st. So I knew a lot of family was going to watch this over the holidays. Um, And like speaking for my, my parents, they struggle a little bit with jumping in jumps in time, whether that be forward or backward. Um, and obviously this is just forward in maestro and so they don't, there's no date time cards or anything that might help you orient you, help orient you a little bit more in the timeline, uh, of but his they life. do his
0: prosthetics. So he's old and then right, he's, he's right. not. So that helps.
1: No. Yeah. I know I, I get that much, but like, uh, yeah, I understand that it may be hard for some people to follow exactly where we are in the story. Oh, who's this person? Cause they don't, it doesn't really, t- it doesn't, it doesn't hold your hand, which I think is kind of similar to Oppenheimer as a biopic. Yeah. Even though Maestro's kind of a biopic, you're only No, I like wouldn't call it that. It's, it's, it's no. not really. Like, it's, it's just, all right, and this is this person, and oh, and like they don't, it doesn't take the time with trying to give you that exposition that you've heard in all those biopics. Oh, my good friend of 23 years who I met in grade school, how good it is to see no, you today. Like There's I said, it's that.
0: people that just walk in and you're like mid-conversation. You have to kind of figure yeah. out who's um, talking and what they're talking about. Ross, did you see Maestro?
2: I'm I'm just sitting there listening you guys explain. Mm-hmm. I have not seen it. Okay. I felt like I was flooded with things I needed to watch, and I feel like this one kind of mm-hmm. was like tossed on the gotcha. shelf for me. Definitely mm-hmm. planning on checking this out. It's not impressed me, Bradley yeah. Cooper. Yeah, if it's definitely mm-hmm. cracking both of your lists, definitely gonna watch it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's and so on a second watch, it's it's really
1: good. It's not again. I don't think <clears throat> it's in like the it's. I think it's in a tier below my cream of the crop stuff from this year. But I think the, at the very least, the directing chops and the acting chops from Bradley Cooper uh, on full display, I think I think he's proved that he's a genuinely strong director. and Carrie Mulligan uh, is also really good as well. Good Good ensemble cast, great music, obviously. Um, so big fan of Maestro. Uh, six. This is where I have past lives. This is one that I, I was going to re-watch on the way back from California last week. But then, and I wish Nathan was here so I could tell him about this, and ran to him about it. Um, logged onto my, you know, my in-flight entertainment on the app of uh, our airline, and it was not working. It worked just fine on the way there. I'd pick any, I'd pick any movie title, and it would play for two seconds and pause. And it wouldn't stop doing that. I was I'm, I was afraid I was going to freak out on this plane because I really wanted to rewatch past lives before doing this podcast. But I had a really strong reaction to it first go. Um, just doesn't waste any of your time. Doesn't sugarcoat anything like you said, Ross. Um, and just how they play how they play with structure in that one is really great. And just a fantastic uh, central performance from Greta Lee and uh, Tao Yu is. Again, really subtle and heartbreaking and through he has, I mean, he has zero English dialogue in the film and I think he is really affecting what he's able to do. And then you have the, the husband character, John Magaro is also uh, really fantastic. And I, I recall this had a great score as well. And so I'm, I'm excited to come back to this one because yeah, it's, it's up there for me. Number six, number five, this is where I have, uh, probably the film that touched me emotionally more than any, uh, Anything else? The holdovers. I cried three times in the theater watching three this times. movie. Three times. Um, what was this one? This is the Paul Giamatti one. Okay. Um, directed by Alexander Payne. Directed, he did uh, Election, and I haven't seen. I haven't seen Sideways, but I've seen uh, Election, and I'm at least familiar with Nebraska. and he also did The Descendants. That was like the George Clooney one. I know that was like a big hit. Um, this song, this, again, this really affected me emotionally. Um, it was really mainly the Divine Joy Randolph character who plays um, uh, the the kitchen head at this school. Again, if you haven't heard of this uh, this movie, The Holdovers, it's the story of a uh, crotchety history professor, Paul Giamatti, at a... Uh, Upscale boarding school it takes place in 1970 and so he is uh, given the reluctant duty of watching the titular holdovers Which are the students who are staying at the boarding school and holding over through the holiday break and so he's again reluctantly takes this uh, position and you know forms a relationship with this troubled you know Semi-troubled student and then uh, the kitchen manager as well again. It's nothing that we haven't seen before um and how, how people talk again they really try and go with the 1970s they really try and make you feel like this was a movie made then again it's got that grain and uh, some of those imperfections in the in the film uh but so it's just,
0: like that um the lakers docuseries kind of what is it called oh um, but, i
1: mean that's the hey well, that's the 80s i think no just it's just so different stylistically it's oh hard is to it? com- it's okay. hard it's hard to compare okay um, this is just, hard this yeah the title card and even the studio logos they went with the retro for those as well that's actually Um, and it just has music from the time period and (laughs) you have the vietnam war kind of in the backdrop uh lightly um but yeah again made me cry three times i think i don't think he will but giamatti would be my second pick to win best actor after killian murphy um again bradley Cooper will get in there i'm sure but paul giamatti is just utterly fantastic and and the uh the kid who plays the main student. He's not a kid. I think he's like 22. Dominic Sessa, who plays Ang- Angus Tully. This is his first film that he's ever been in. This is his first film credit. Um,
2: did you know that the school that this was taking place at, that was the school he attended? Maybe I did hear that. thats I just read it him. today. It's Unbelievable. It's, it's, it's totally crazy. We never expected so, it.
1: Such a uh, phenomenal Sorry, film. I was supposed to stop one movie earlier. Um, we're going to do an ice cream break, and then we'll come back to my top four.
0: So Ross brought us... Hagen Dazs um, chocolate peanut butter ice cream, and then for himself he got
2: hollow top. I have the red velvet flavor. Forget about it. Bon appetito.
0: Forget about Forget it. Forget about it. Who are you kidding, huh? Shout, out Donnie Bravo! Thank Let's you
1: for go. bringing chocolate peanut butter. One of the best uh, combinations out there.
2: The best, the best. Only reason I didn't smack on on this uh, New Year, I had to stay dialed in. I want to lock in, and it's very uh-huh. fair. I want to stay Respect. with the theme though, because I I'm not one that uh, lives too often mm. and has ice cream. So I'm like, you know what? I gotta I gotta, you know, meet meet you guys mm. halfway. Right guys off like the bat, it?
0: this is good. There's yeah. chocolate chunks in it. I think there's peanut butter chunks too, maybe. Yeah, this is tasty.
2: Yeah, the richest with the peanut butter and chocolate. Mm-hmm. It's the best. It's it's so lethal. You can't go wrong. Yeah, so much peanut butter in there.
1: Um, you know, I usually go for a vanilla for a base most of the time because chocolate can be too rich. This is not too rich. Um, this is dangerous stuff, right? It's nice here. and creamy too.
0: Mm-hmm. How's that red velvet? Mm. Mm. Let me
2: chew. Forget about it. yeah. I, I enjoy it. Um, it's not um the most uh, sugary. I, I just like it that it, you know it's fitting with my fitness goal. I'm a little obsessed with that kind of stuff, but nice. nonetheless, no. I uh I'm enjoying it. Yeah, yeah I like it. I just well, got well, to out, out, top. Of your,
1: out of the. I'm so you've had different Halo Top flavors before. Yes. Which do you have one that you is like oh that's the best the salted one? Salted caramel is really salted good. Salted caramel.
2: Okay. Yes. Okay. That's one of my favorites. Gotcha. So
0: we do a, a weird rating system on the show here. Um. Where we say, How many ice cream cones out of 10 would you give to Lieutenant Dan of said ice cream? Obviously referencing the Forrest Gump scene, course, right. Where they're in the hospital together and uh, mm-hmm. Tom Hanks, Lieutenant Dan, got your ice cream, right? Um, so yeah, that's of
2: too, yeah,
1: the, um, na- the namesake of the podcast. If you needed to catch up, but
0: yeah. yeah, um,
2: who hasn't seen Forrest Gump, you're living underneath psychos, some sock, people,
0: yeah. we'll, some people. We'll, we'll, we'll we'll do a forest gump show one yeah. of these days maybe that'll, be, have maybe that'll yeah. be episode 10 that'll be that'll be a good 10th episode yeah um for me i would give eight out of 10 ice cream cones i'm, I'm of going this. i'm going nine yeah i'm going nine that's pretty this. good nine
2: is, yeah i'd probably go with and this is my own decision yeah i would give it six and a half out of ten okay, it, it, it's, okay. De- so it's, it's decent, decent. It's passable. decent.
1: yeah cool. all right all right well i'm uh and i know we're already running pretty long so i'm just gonna do my best to go through um, my top four So I was supposed to stop at five. Number four is "Bo is Afraid." Um, You know, probably among the most fun I had in a movie in a movie theater this year. I saw it with uh, uh, with my girlfriend, a group of our friends that we were all super pumped for the movie. Um, And I I love Joaquin and pretty much everything. I thought it was just again exactly what this movie needed in that central character. Um, How did your
2: friends like it?
1: We all, we just, wow, what a crazy time. I feel like if you, you, you gotta take away, I mean, yes, you might hate it in your soul, which I think a lot of people will, which I don't blame you at all for that. Um, again, the first hour is funny, anxiety inducing, but also like funny and ridiculous. And the second hour is more kind of ominous, but then also Nathan Lane is there cracking dad jokes. And then it gets sad and weird. And then it goes into the forest. And then I feel like this is the point where probably if you weren't already out on it, where it gets super weird and like theatery is where most people were like, "Now, now you really lost me." That, I, that's when I was into it. When it was when we were, we were in when we were in like a two D pa- like picture book. All of a sudden, I was like, "Hell yeah!" Patty Lupone shows up towards the end, and it's just like, "Fuck yeah!" Um, yeah, what just, what a crazy time. I, I hope it. to get I hope to rewatch this again soon. Maybe we'll do it. maybe we'll <clears throat> pod about it. Maybe. Um, and Ross is poor. Ross is number three. My number three as well. Poor things. I saw this just uh, uh, just a week ago. What a delight! Inst- like I said earlier, instant classic. Upon upon watching, I- probably probably the best comedy of the year. Like it's even though it's weird and uncomfortable, I just think it's a straight comedy. Um, in addition to uh, Emma Stone's really bold work, I thought Ruffalo was just hysterical. I'm a big Ruffalo guy overall, and he's just playing the most. Yeah hot I think he's described as a hot idiot or hot moron somewhere somewhere in the film Uh, And that's exactly what he's doing in Willem Dafoe is literally playing is essentially playing Dr. Frankenstein which I can't imagine better casting as and they make him look even more weird than he already is And just really strange music and just the world building and all these locations they hit um, While all still tackling like these
2: big ideas
1: and you never really know where it's going What a delight
2: thing. You need to watch it, Alec, especially if you're a film buff. Yeah. All right, I'll, I I guess I'll on have on. to do one of these days. It's in, it's it's in top in theaters of your now. List.
1: Number 2, I have Killers of the Flower Moon. Um uh, I have to see this still. You do, you do. Um again, this I this unlike Oppenheimer, uh have not have not gotten a uh did not get an in theater rewatch of this one in, unfortunately. Um like Oppenheimer, a lot to take in. I, I noticed this earlier today. You could pair one and two, three and four, and five and six on my list together, genre wise Oppenheimer and Killers, Poor Things and Bo is Afraid, and then the Holdovers and Past Lives. So you got the historical epics, just the messed up shit, and then the heartwarming something you maybe have seen before in a different form type thing. I, th- I just <clears throat> thought that was interesting. Um, but Although I did not cry in *Kills the Flower Moon*, although that's not not that I'm trying to make that like a benchmark. Again, it made me very, got me very close a couple times. Really harrowing, depressing spiral into just these just these dark, this super dark period uh, in America's history. And obviously, it's super dope that Scorsese at at the ripe old age of 82 or 83, I think, you know, he wants to tell this story. Um, And the fact that DiCaprio who you know, at least while we've been alive, has kind of been outside of Tom Cruise, the shiny, you know, male lead who's always playing, like, you know, the leader that everyone wants to follow just plays a dumb person. Dumb yeah. person who just follow, who listens to evil orders the whole movie. Like, the fact that, that that's, you know, he's kind of the central figure along with uh, Lily Gladstone as Molly, who Ross said earlier, just gives a knockout performance. Very well could win uh, Best Actress, but Emma Stone is a tough That's competition. That's my vote, too. Emma Stone is tough competition. She needs to win. It, would be, it, would, it to. would be one of those. I think it'll be one of those two. Uh, once we get to mid- mid-March, I think we'll be seeing one of those two with uh, with uh, Oscar in their hand. And this it's like an inverse of everything we've seen Scorsese do thus far. Because it is organized crime. But it does not make it look cool. It's upsetting and uncomfortable. Uh, even though, it, even though they they still get you with a couple moments of of levity. You'd think there'd be zero moments where you could smile or laugh. They get you a couple times. There's, uh, they're talking about this um, is. He's, this guy had to sh- kill somebody, and so but he did it. He did it. Uh, he was supposed to shoot this person in the back of the or the front yes, of the head, yes. the front of the head to make it look like a suicide. Shoots him in the back of the head, and so then De Niro grabs him and pulls him into like this golf cart, and he's like, "What did I tell you? I said the back is the back and the front is the front." What did I? And so you could hear this in like Goodfellas or one of those other fun yeah. gangster movies, but um, and just the, the score is really great, and there's just a couple, not action set pieces, but just like. Visual location set piece that just filmed on the in these big wide shots, you know Sometimes people covered in oil just looks fantastic was three uh, and a so.
0: half hours too long. No, no, no it's okay.
1: not It's because uh, I knew it was gonna be long that yes That is long that is longer than most movies people see yes, but I knew that was gonna be the case So I sat, so I sat down and I said I'm gonna sit here the movie's gonna happen and, and I'm not gonna leave until like it's over like, it doesn't, like, I was just trying not to think about the length. And I did yeah. not. I was not holding my own pee desperately in the runtime. Like, I did just fine. did not take a pee break. Um, and, uh, yep, yeah, uh, my girlfriend actually really loved this movie as well. It's one nice. of her favorites of the year. Um, so... Really, again, just one of those things. I'm just lucky to be seeing this. This was my first in theater. Scorsese. Like, even we were a little too young to see even like Wolf of Wall Street in the theaters because we were like middle school. Didn't see The Irishman in theaters or Silence. Um, I think but, I saw but,
0: Silence in theaters. but wow, that was that's, that was the only one. Respect. Which res- is a res- great film? Respect, by the way. I'm
1: I'm, mm-hmm. I'm jealous. I'm jealous.
0: Um, but I
2: still need to watch that one. And I've watched a lot of Scorsese. Mm-hmm.
0: You'd like it. You'd like it a lot,
2: it's especially because it's, it it's
0: religious too. Mm-hmm. And and so. Driver. Adam Driver. Yeah.
1: I mean that's a great that's a great uh, trio, but yeah. So just felt very lucky to be watching this one. Um, it'll be on Apple TV Plus, I believe, within the next couple weeks, maybe sooner than that. Mm-hmm. So please check it out uh, and devote the time for it because it's totally worth it, and it's probably a story unless you're a history buff or a movie person that has been following this movie. It's a story that you, you don't know about that you should know about. And number one is Oppenheimer. Um, haha, big shocker, but <laughs> it's just a really a really I've said I've said powerful. At least ten times, um, I just, you just, I just felt this one. You yeah. know, it's, it, I'm, I'm, it's one of those rare things where it's. I feel like more often you have stuff that doesn't make sense on paper, and then does, then is great, but then you have things that just do make sense on paper, and those things often do not quite meet your expectations. Again, something like Oppenheimer and Kills the Flower Moon, two things that we've been anticipating for a while that makes so much sense on paper, and then. And then just fully live up to those expectations. It's just, we have great, mostly hot actors just saying cool dialogue and there's amazing music. I mean, and it's Christopher Nolan. I mean, what, what else, what else? Practical could you, effects too, Practical right? effects. Yeah. What else what else could you ask for? Um, I described this earlier as very propulsive, which I, I, I just think this one just flies by, especially second time around. I'm like, oh, that was like a crisp 90 minutes. Uh, I also think upon watching it the first time I said this is automatically one of the best background movies <laughs> to ever exist I'm just gonna be putting this on in the background It's just gonna be motivating me that music's gonna be happening and He's gonna be looking at a chalkboard and I'm like, <laughs> you know what that's how that's what I should apply to my daily life So this I, know is that's like a not, Godfather. I know that's not I know that's not the message of the movie like I know the message of the movie isn't to work hard <laughs> Like I know that's not what we're supposed to be taking away from it um, but the horrors. It's about the horrors of humanity and the horrors of war, but somehow it is incredibly fun. <laughs> like I think Hills of Thar Moon, not fun, but still really good and really engaging. Oppenheimer, very fun. Like it's, it's guys talking. That's the thing that's just so crazy about it. It's three hours of white dudes talking in rooms and it's just like, oh, well, what's going to happen next? Oh, and it's more white guys talking in rooms and I'm like, well, what are they going to say? I it's, yeah. I sound I sound super dumb right now.
0: Um, <laughs> I've never heard anyone describe <laughs> it like that. It's just it's just, you're, you're it's just, it's just a it's just a movie
1: about not guys hanging it's so. out. It's just a movie about guys hanging out. At the end of the day, okay, that's really that's I'll really what it. it's about. Um, and I, I am shocked that I have not opened my DVD yet. I hope to do it soon because I'll be watching it many many times uh, in the future of my life. And like yeah, could not imagine a better a better numero uno. Uh, Uno jeez <laughs> uh, of this very uh, special year I just I'm just looking at my whole letterbox list because I, I I feel like most people don't do this. I've I just update my list as it. I went along. so this is everything I've seen cocaine again bear maybe there's the maybe there's a straight to maybe there's a straight <laughs> to streaming uh, release that I'm forgetting about, but this is everything I've seen and I just added uh, as I went. so very bottom um, cocaine bear a dumb movie uh, did not enjoy it. Uh, and then I this wish is I
2: liked it more. P- P-
1: yeah, I wish I liked it more as well. Uh, and uh, my least favorite movie of the year, again, I feel bad because a lot of people said this was like a good time and liked it. Again, I'm, I'm glad that you felt that way. Um, I just found Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves to just be. If it was funny, if I found one joke funny, if I found one joke funny, which I did not, outside of Bradley Cooper showing up as an elf for two minutes, outside of that, did not find one thing funny. And I don't play Dungeons and Dragons, so it was just not for me. Did not enjoy it at all. Um, so those were like my bottom two. Okay. But like at one point in the year, my top two, like in April, my top two movies of the year were Air and Bo is Afraid. Because I, I, Air also unexpected. Like
0: Air that. was good. I was not expecting in that the to theater, make a list.
1: I, we saw it, it opened on a Wednesday. Did Why? it? Yes. And so me and Faith just happened to be there on that Wednesday. It was pretty full theater. Rapturous Laughter. Hysterical movie. i mean yeah. Poor thing. It's what I feel what like they true. didn't market it. Funny. Well. No, they didn't. Funniest movies of the year to me: Poor Things, Bo is Afraid, and Air. Just his, just really funny. Air stuff. is a good comedy. S- Seriously, and Affleck and Damon with their longtime relationship and that kind of roots the whole story. I thought, yeah, shout out Air. That would be one of my honorable mentions as well. Hmm. Um, but I just looking at this list, I just get emotional. Yeah. I'm like, how lucky are we? Uh, and I know there's a million things great films I haven't seen that. Well, you know, some of them are sure international cinemas can be hard to access or locate sometimes, but there's like I haven't seen the Iron Claw, which uh hotly anticipated you know with the cast and the story you that guys I will love
0: about. it. I'm a big Efron fan, so yeah. that's yes. that's definitely high on my list right yeah. now. It's, it's
2: it's a lot. I didn't want to spoiling in my letterbox, but I'm sure you've heard how emotional it is. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it's an A twenty four film too. It's more mainstream yeah. too. that was the last bit my sports movie. A year. sports movie.
1: Yeah. Even though it's, it's super sad sports movie about yeah addiction right mm-hmm. and other things like it's yeah yeah so i guess
2: i would ask you guys um as we're closing things out here i i'm i love that all of our lists are very distinct to what we enjoyed this year so just cross analyzing and listening to each other's list is there a movie or two based off of what we said about the films that makes you want to go out and watch? Like from the year 2023. Oh, that makes
1: me want to go out and watch more, yeah.
2: more stuff? Yeah, like in terms of, let's say, Alec, for example, the Wes Anderson shorts, that's a film. Um, Evan, you mentioned Bottoms is another one that I really want to watch. Um, the Bradley Cooper film that just came out on Netflix, that's mm-hmm. one I want to watch. So I guess ask your you question. What what I haven't seen? Yeah, or? like what, what are you guys interested in checking out based off of what we mentioned on our list that maybe you missed out on or maybe want to rewatch? Um, Barbie's another one for me too that I need You'll to rewatch because to... I mm-hmm. again I hate to be uh, the Debbie Downer and just hate on a movie for no reason. I right. want to like it for what it is, but not to not to ramble mm-hmm. on. But is there a film? So
1: uh, ones I'm missing a Napoleon. Oh, oh my gosh, gosh. So, I forgot about it. Also, also
2: love oh again more Joaquin Ridley Scott, one of
1: the best filmmakers of all time. Um, that's and apple we, we, tv right it is Apple. it will okay. be on apple tv after it comes out of theaters there's like a couple showings a day so we're in that little range where i think i'll it's, miss it yeah but i st- if it'd be ideal if i could have caught it in like imax the week it came out but it was thanksgiving i'm a big so history buff so that yeah. was
0: that film like i really 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 and wanted to see but it came out like around thanksgiving yeah, right so i was, was just was so tough, busy with right. everything so
1: that and and probably ferrari would be another yeah. one i haven't yeah. seen that's like another dad guy i've heard movie. good things about it um Oh, and I, Adam Driver is just one of the best. Michael got. Mann, he's Michael making Mann making Heat two. We heard about Heat two. Cannot wait for very that. exciting. And then probably one more for me, American Fiction, that uh, was did well at some of the festivals. Uh-huh. Um, so this is this is a story starring my guy Jeffrey Wright, who you probably most recently saw as uh, Commissioner Gordon in the Batman 2022. Yes. yes. Uh, he's yes. the central character in this movie, and he essentially is a, playing a uh, a black author who's frustrated with like the state of black art and how he is perceived and then in like a frustrated, like I think maybe semi-intoxicated stupor, puts together this uh really kind of over the top, semi-offensive, stereotypical portrayal of black life, and then all the publishers want it. And it's a huge surprise hit. So it's I'm excited to see that one uh as well.
0: See, I, I really gotta watch Killers of the Flower Moon. That that yeah. was I really wanted to see that. For A long time and I just never got around to it because I'm horrible with going out to the theaters and I'm not willing to spend $20 to rent it on Amazon Prime just yet. Um, so wait, wait, I think wait it's, for Apple, yeah, yeah, it'll it, be it's soon. kind of falling out of theaters. So I, I think I missed that window.
1: Oh, for Flower Moon, yeah, long gone, yeah, yeah.
0: So I'm basically just waiting until it gets cheaper or free, yeah. But yeah. I'll watch that eventually, definitely, because both of you. Mm-hmm. Had yes. some, had some poor good things,
1: stuff to say about it. Poor, poor Things. Yeah. And talk that's, to me. Yeah, so, yeah, Poor Things, that was the one that just like, you see something cool like that and it just makes you want to watch more stuff. Yeah. And you're just like, I mean, I just want to, I just want to, I want something else that gives me that feeling of like, wow, this is so creative. I hadn't, I haven't seen something like this before. Yeah. And so it just makes you want to, you know, experience something else. So, S- side note, we about.
0: talk down Saltburn a lot. But I will say the last twenty minutes was really fun. Once yeah, I once fun. I figured it out, and I'm not gonna spoil it. But like I I'm didn't the, see yeah, the assault, film assault, coming assault, the A saltburn
1: end cap would be a nice way to finish it out. Just everyone just be like, ah, oh, freaking saltburn. I mean, listen, Jacob Elordi, Barry, these guys are this guys are great. Rosamund Pike is the mom, fantastic. Oh, yeah. so good, Gong, yeah. Gong girl, oh yeah, Gong one of the best. Um, but just overall, it just I just felt nothing. No, I you just guys just like the ending.
0: ending?
2: Do you guys like the ending of *A swap Burn*? I loved everything the, the, but the ending.
0: I hated everything except the ending. Um,
1: we'll see, like, i uh, power man. I'm, so the, I'm, I'm the, the exact, love, exact like, uh, You know, there was the, twi- <laughs> the twist of like, oh wow, he knew what he was doing the whole time. Blah yeah. blah blah. It was, you know, it's very cliche it's and very, very boring. Very cliche. And, like, and then, even though I was, even though I was lost on like really the meaning, I, I think it's it's trying to provoke with no real reason. It, it
0: felt like a film that was written by an. Artsy, like Columbia College kid. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. like it was just like Again, angsty all, all and weird. All substance. And with it no. was trying to do everything, but yeah, it was. Again, but it wasn't it? Like
1: oh, at the very least, did. when he just starts doing that Dude. to the dirt, I'm like, I respect it. Like you just, I'm like, no. I mean, just imagine the having, bathtub. imagine, imagine oh. having the confidence. The bathtub.
0: suit I gagged when the bathtub right. scene came out. I was like, oh my god! I mean, imagine what, having. What,
1: listen, uh, as some, as all you know, aspiring creatives to some extent. You know, I respect anybody who you know, because I believe Emerald Fennel wrote the script as well. Yeah. So you're, you know, you give the script to these well-known actors, Barry and all that, and then they get to the end of the script, and he's just like, uh, "There will be a f- five-minute shot, you no, know, of a sound blasting and him taking care of himself with the dirt at the end there." Like, I gotta respect that they're like, "No, this is the vision. This is the vision." And and the end dance sequence is fun. Whatever. Like. I, like, I don't is, know. It was, I, it was weird. Is, is, like is, I think it, it was
2: just sudden. I like. Yeah.
1: I I love an ending dance sequence. What can I say?
0: It wasn't the worst film I've seen this year, though. Oh well, no.
1: no! It was no. It no. was probably 20. War
0: Horse One was the worst film I've seen. Wait, 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 what War was Horse it? One. It's it's very like. It actually has great ratings on Amazon Prime. It's about like these soldiers that get stuck in Afghanistan and they have to like save this girl. But it was horrible. It looked like it was shot on an iPhone. <laughs> the story was. Just straight garbage. Maybe
1: it was. Maybe it was it on an You you, you, <laughs> you have see to see all those commercials. No, guy. I, I think it iPhone. was.
0: I, I actually think it looked absolutely uh, horrendous, and like everything was like f sixteen for some reason, and the audio was yeah. crunchy, and it, it it looked like a student production, but somehow it, it actually like, it's one of the top Amazon films, and it's been in their top ten for like a solid month.
2: Interesting. Straight
0: Can you say straight garbage? It? Yeah, don't watch it. Don't watch it. Yeah, that was, that was there's a, better.
2: There's better movies. That's the worst Definitely. film
0: I've seen this year. But, well, yeah. yeah, I think we've pretty yeah, much we, run our
1: course here. We did our lists. We're running and um, decently long uh,
0: at this point. Not, in time. Too, so, not too bad, but not little, too bad. So, bit.
1: thank you for bearing with us uh, on this end of year recap. Uh, huge thanks and shout out to uh long-awaited special guest, uh, Mr. Ross Urso. Again, up and coming film critic. We're uh, grateful that he donated his time and his. Great thoughts and words about uh, these great films brought brought it to the table. So. Thanks again, Ross.
0: Yeah, this guy's got quite the repertoire on his uh, letterbox. Oh, traffic, so guys. definitely give him a follow. Oh, he, he knows what he's talking about. He's it's passionate. You guys know about what you're scrap.
2: talking about. We're just Let's, saying what, how we feel. That's 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 the bottom line. I'm here.
1: the guy that everyone hates. That only makes mostly silly joke reviews. And oh, Ross see, and like Ross spe, and Ross spends the time. No, yeah. Tells you what he, tells you what he actually thinks. You, so you, you can so tell this
0: guy sits down and he's true. like, oh. oh, it takes me multiple like from hours. Spider-Man, I, careful.
1: I, he's a hero. You know. Um, <laughs> but we need more,
2: we need people like you. And honestly, in hindsight, I don't think people have the attention span to read my reviews, but I do more so for like my diary, you know, just so sure. I remember. Cause a lot that's of the reviews fa- that I make fair. in like 2021, for example, I don't remember the movie. So it's like, it's a good little way of remembering. That's valid. That's valid. That's why I do it. But thank you guys so much for having me on. I, I love, love doing this. If there's a 2024 release, we all Are anticipating or eyeballing? I would love to watch it with you guys. Maybe we can come back on and talk. I would really love this. And plus, Nathan, we got to get you back. Maybe maybe
0: we'll do you for the uh, Forrest Gump episode. Mm -hmm. I'd be so down for that. Or
2: or, or Forrest Gump, or maybe like the Dune Part Two megapod. Okay, okay, that'd that'd be big. Ty West is Maxine. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're on.
1: It's it's done. You're on the Max. (laughs) You're on the Maxine. I'm a big Ty West guy. But we'd have to show
2: you have to watch pearl and x before. okay okay peak horror, peak horror both are top yeah. two yeah
0: all right but well we're lingering on mm-hmm. i'm alec i'm evan and i'm ross and this is lieutenant dan ice cream social hour thank you for listening